podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. In this episode, we'll be looking at the top players to target for game week 27 on Sun Dream Team. We'll also be taking a little look at the fixtures running all the way through to April, um, how the European draws might affect this. And then I'll be finishing off with a quick team update to show you my transfer plans and how I got on in the last game week. So we'll start with the fixtures then. Um, so game week 27, we've got a mixture of FA Cup games and Premier League fixtures. Um, there's no doubles in this game week, um, but we do have Liverpool and West Ham both blanking. They're the two teams that blank. Everyone else just plays the one fixture. Um, this is the last game week also before the international break. Um, we then return for the 1st of April and we have one game week then before the April transfers come in. When we, refer, um, when we return from the international break as well, we have a few doublers. Um, so Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, Leicester, Leeds, West Ham, Brighton, Villa, Newcastle, Forest, Brentford and Bournemouth all have a double game week when we come back from the international break. And City, Spurs, Everton, Wolves, Southampton, Palace and Fulham all just have the one fixture when we come back from the international break. Um, so this game week, game week 27, um, the FA Cup fixtures are Man City versus Burnley, Brighton versus Grimsby, Man United versus Fulham. And then we've got Forest and Newcastle taking place tonight. We've got Villa Bournemouth, Brentford Leicester, Southampton Spurs, Wolves Leeds, Chelsea Everton and Arsenal Crystal Palace. Um, so we're going to take a look at, we're not going to go into all of these games um, just because there's some games that I probably wouldn't be looking to target players from, uh, not to pick on anyone in particular, but Wolves versus Leeds, for example. It's not really any players from those two teams that I'd want to bring into my team. Um, also on the screen at the minute, if you're watching on YouTube, um, I've got the uh, fixture grid from FF Stuff, ffstuff.co.uk. Um, and then I've just put a little tick by the teams that we're going to take a little look at. So we're recording this on Friday and the European draw took place this afternoon. Um, obviously, my team, Arsenal, were eliminated on penalties in which what was a pretty painful game. But hopefully that might go on to improve our title chances, potentially. But there was actually some pretty difficult draws. So City now face Bayern Munich. Um, Chelsea face Real Madrid. Man United face Sevilla, which looks like a pretty good draw, to be honest. Um, although Sevilla are typically quite good in Europe, but they haven't looked that great this year. Um, and then West Ham face Ghent as well in the Europa League conference. Um, so these teams playing in Europe take it from being five fixtures. Most teams have five fixtures. Um, this takes them to having seven fixtures, the European sides. Now, there are a few gaps in um, April. Uh, when these Champions League and Europa League and Europa League conference fixtures are taking place, there are a few gaps. We might have a few rearranged fixtures for some of the other Premier League sides. Um, but these European ties are booked in for um, that week, Tuesday, the 11th of April. And obviously it will be the Wednesday as well. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, the 18th and 19th of April for the Champions League, Europa League and Europa League conference games. Um, and then... The FA Cup games also are taking place this weekend. Um, we'll have the semi-finals in April too, um, and they'll be on April 22nd and April 23rd. Um, so if there is a Premier League game due for that weekend, that will be rescheduled as well. So just some things that you might want to consider when you are sort of planning into April, or if you're bringing in a player for March, 
you just want might want to be looking to see whether or not you want to keep them long term. Again, this grid that I'm using is from ffstuff.co.uk. So it's pretty handy to go over there and take a look at this when you are planning what moves that you want to make. For my preview of these games and players to target, I'm going to start with Man City versus Burnley in the FA Cup. Uh, Man City have five wins in a row now and they have four clean sheets in a row as well. So... They weren't looking too good at the back a little bit earlier on in the season, but they really have um, got a lot more solid than the last few weeks. So four clean sheets in a row. Uh, on the right-hand side here, I've got the who scored predicted lineups. Obviously, they're not they're not going to get it bang on, but they normally do have a fairly good idea, and it's quite handy to look at. Um, I can't see Gomez starting myself, but they've gone with Ortega, Gomez at left back, Ake Diaz and Rico Lewis. Gundogan, Phillips, Bernardo Silva, Foden, Alvarez and Mares. So they're thinking that Haaland might be rested for this one. Um, Mares, he could be a good player to target for this game. Uh, I'm pretty sure he will start it. He's 6.2 million and he is due a start at the minute. So actually his last start was against Bristol in the FA Cup. So he hasn't really been starting any of the Premier League games or even that last Champions League game as well, which was quite surprising. He did well in the first leg. Uh, against RB Leipzig and I expected that he was going to start in the second leg as well but it wasn't the case and City did pretty good without him as well so I'd expect him to get a start and maybe even the 90 minutes in this game 6.2 million he's got 4.3 points per game 12 goals seven assists and five star man awards but just one thing to consider if you are going to bring him in for this game and hoping that he's going to score quite highly there's a very good chance that he's just going to get dropped again after it. So it is probably going to be more of a one-game punt. Um, obviously, with Pep, he can change things around and he could become back in favour. But it is looking like Foden and Grealish are the most in-favour wingers for Man City at the minute. Um, probably one of the two, Foden or Grealish, is going to start in this uh, Burnley game. Um, I'm hoping it's Foden as I brought Foden in for Mares the last game week. Um, and if it is Foden you're looking at, he started... Um, he started in that last FA Cup fixture and scored two goals in it as well against Bristol. So he could be a good one to target if he is starting, but it could also be Grealish. So that's one thing to keep an eye on. Um, five million though for Foden still does seem like a really good price at the minute. He's got 13 goals and six assists. Defensively, it's going to be a little bit harder to call for this FA Cup fixture. Um, they expect Ortega to start in goal. I think he started the last FA Cup fixture in goal, but did get injured. So Edison came on. Um, City have been pretty um, consistent with the defenders that they choose recently. Um, Ake, Diaz and Akanji have been starting quite a few of them. Walker was starting quite a few before he had his little uh, little incident. But I think either Lewis or Walker will come in for this game. But I don't think you can really go wrong with choosing Akanji, Diaz or Ake at the moment. Stones has come back into the mix as well and done pretty well. But I think I'd be choosing between Ake, Diaz and Akanji. Personally, I think it would be okay for me still at the minute. And then I've just got the fixtures um, for the remainder of March and then into April in this bottom right corner, just so you can have a look if you're starting to plan. So to start with Burnley, then it's a tough game at uh, home to Liverpool. Uh, well, we don't know if it's a tough game. Um, depends what Liverpool team turn up. If it's the Bournemouth Liverpool, it would be a good game for City. It's the Man United Liverpool, could be a little bit tougher, but Burnley, then after the international break, it's Liverpool. They have a single game week that week, so just Liverpool. But then they've got some fairly decent fixtures mixed in with those Champions League games. So Southampton away, Bayern Munich at home, Leicester at home, Bayern Munich away. 
Then they have two tough ones in Brighton away and in Arsenal at home, which is going to be a really crucial point in the season, I think, for, for Manchester City. Uh, Bayern, Brighton and then Arsenal. That looks fairly good for Arsenal now, um, considering that they are out of the Europa League and then City are going to have sort of three tough games. But they do have a really good squad to... Uh, to sort of offset that fixture congestion. And then they finish up in uh, April with Fulham away, which is a pretty good fixture too. So it is looking fairly good still for Man City and they have got plenty of games. I'm going to go on to Southampton versus Spurs next. Um, and Spurs have looked pretty good going forward in that last game. Um, they had Son, Kane and Richarlison start that last one and Kane grabbed a brace, uh, 18 points, which again, I missed out on with my main team. Um, Kane's 7.8 million now though. Um, Obviously, 18 points. He scored the header and a penalty in that last game against Nottingham Forest. Um, and of course, as you might well know if you watch regularly, I brought in Salah instead of him, who went on to blank. Um, Salah actually has no games um, this weekend. So it kind of does look like a bit of a no-brainer to probably have Kane over Salah. Well, it does look like a no-brainer, to be honest, if you have the transfers. Whether or not I keep... Flicking between the two, we'll go on to that in a minute. But obviously on paper, Kane's got the fixture and it is a good fixture as well against Southampton. So they've got the worst away record in the Premier League at the minute. So I do think this could be a really good game for them. Kane's averaging 5.2 points per game um, and he's 45% owned both in the top 100 and the top 1,000. Um, so that might even be higher going into kickoff as well if people decide to make transfers um, ahead of the game. So Kane's on 22 goals, five assists, five star man awards, and he's got 21-7 ratings as well. So he still is having a really good season, just kind of a little bit in Harland's shadow, but it is still a really good season for him. Um, one thing I had to look back at is the previous results, Spurs versus Southampton. But Kane's got two goals, four assists in his last six against Southampton, but it is a little bit skewed. Um, one goal and four assists came in that one game where it finished 5-2 to Spurs in 2020. Um, so actually Kane has been a little bit quiet in the last few games, um, but he does have a pretty good record against Southampton, to be fair, all in all. And that Southampton away record, uh, like I said, it's the worst in the league at the minute. And they've conceded 21 goals in 13 games away from home. So that is a really poor record. And I do expect that Spurs are probably going to score a couple goals at least against Southampton. I haven't really mentioned any other players from either team because I just don't fancy them, to be fair. Spurs, I still wouldn't trust their defence, to be honest with you. Um, and then going forward, obviously Kane, Richarlison, Son, they can all score goals. Uh, Richarlison really hasn't been on it so far this season for Spurs. He did OK in the last game, but he's been pretty poor overall. Um, Son, obviously, he has been a good option over the years, but... This season, he hasn't been great. He scored in the last game, but for this game, I'd only be focusing on getting Kane in your team, to be honest. Spurs do have some fairly good fixtures. They have Southampton, obviously, and then they have Everton away from home. They have Brighton at home, Bournemouth at home, Newcastle away, Man United at home, and then Liverpool away. Then on to Chelsea versus Everton then. Um, and the first person I'm going to start with is Chilwell. So 5.3 million. Um, he's got 25 points in his last three games of a goal, an assist and two clean sheets. So he's looking like the real standout guy to uh, to choose from the defence. He's probably looking like the best um, attacking fullback slash wingback at the minute in the league, I think, or on Dream Team at least. Um, and I do think Chelsea do have really good fixture volume now. So from... 
Now until the end of April, the Downs having 10 games. So they've pretty much got two games a week the whole game, the whole way through. Um, the only downside of it is that Champions League game or the Champions League games are going to be against Real Madrid, which isn't great at all. But they have got the volume there. Um, another downside to that, though, is you might also see a lot more rotation, maybe in the Premier League games. So looking at this, they've got Real Madrid, but either side of that, they've got Wolves before they face Real Madrid. And then they have Brighton in between the two Real Madrid games. Um, so there could be a chance, depending on how that first leg goes, um, that that Brighton game there could be rotation there, or even in that Wolves game before the Real Madrid game, you might see a few a few players rested, maybe a Chilwell if they don't want to play him twice a week, and especially someone like J Reese James who can't seem to string two games in a row together. Um, I imagine he's only going to be playing sort of one game a week if fit. Speaking of Reese James, um, he was missing from the last game ill, um, so I think he's going to be a late test to see if he'll be able to play this game. But it just seems too risky to pick him at the minute. So if you're looking for that attacking. Uh, full back or wing back, it's definitely going to be Chilwell over James at the minute. It just seems a lot fitter at the moment. The other end of the pitch for Chelsea, um, the who scored predicted lineups goes uh, Felix, Mudrick, and Havertz as the front three. Um, although I think they rotate a lot compared to how they've been uh, lined up on this who scored uh, predictor. But Felix, we mentioned on the last video, he has looked fairly good in, in spells, but he has only got one goal so far for Chelsea. Um, and Havertz, I think, is probably looking like the best option um, up front. He's not someone that I'm going to be picking, to be honest with you. Um, but he has got um, the star man award in his last two games in a row. And he's got two goals in two games as well. So he's on quite good form at the minute. And he could be a potential punt. Um, but Everton, they can still be quite solid. So I don't imagine there's going to be a ton of goals in this game. Just to go through those Chelsea fixtures quickly, Everton at home, Aston Villa at home and Liverpool at home. So three home games in a row, which looks pretty good on paper. Um, then they face Wolves away, Real Madrid away, Brighton at home, Real Madrid at home, Man United away, which looks like a horrible run. Um, and then they have Brentford at home and Arsenal away. So it starts off really quite good. Um, but amongst that sort of Real Madrid Champions League tie, I think it, they could struggle a little bit depending on how that first leg goes. Before we move on to my team, Arsenal, if you're enjoying the video so far, please do leave a like. And if you're not subscribed already, please subscribe to the channel to get kept more up to date with my videos and Sun Dream Team content. Right, so Arsenal versus Crystal Palace this weekend on Sunday. Um, and obviously we've been just eliminated from the Europa League. A lot of people saying it's a blessing because um, we can focus on the league a bit more. But to be honest, I was quite disappointed watching it. Um, I did have that same feeling in mind. But as soon as the game kicks off, you want to win it. Um, so I was quite disappointed to go out. And then even more disappointing that not only did we go out, we've come away with injuries to Saliba and Tomiyasu as well. So both players went off. Um, Tomiyasu went off limping um, out of the stadium on crutches. And Saliba, apparently, it's not looking as bad. They think it was a um, some sort of back injury. And he, they said he felt something during the game, so went off as a, as a precaution. So that one looks a little bit better with Saliba. But the Tomiyasu one is looking bad. Um, and then playing 120 minutes and penalties really is going to take it out of you ahead of this game. Uh, the only upside is that Crystal Palace did play in, mid, in midweek as well, although not 120 minutes. And they have just sacked... Patrick Vieira as well. And they're linked with having 
Uh, Roy Hodgson return as well till the end of the season that uh, is the rumour that's going around on uh, Sky at the minute. So, yeah, hopefully there's not a new manager bounce. We already had the new manager bounce when we faced Everton, when they got Dyche in, and that didn't end up too well. Um, so hopefully Crystal Palace aren't too inspired by having Roy Hodgson return. Looking at the team lineups with potentially having Saliba and Tomiyasu out, or likely having them out, Rams down goal, Zinchenko at left back. I think he played almost, I think he played the full game. So I think that could potentially be Tierney, although Arteta just doesn't seem to fancy him at the minute. So Zinchenko at left back, Gabriel at centre back. And then it looks like Rob Holding might come in at the other centre half position ahead of Saliba. And then Ben White at right back. Xhaka Party, Erdegaard, pretty familiar. And then they've got on who scored Martinelli, Jesus, and Saka up top. Um, now I think that. That's probably correct in Jesus and Saka, but I can see Martinelli potentially getting rotated. Um, he played the 120 minutes and then missed a penalty as well. Um, I think he just could be a bit knackered for this one. And I think I'd prefer to see Trossard come in just for, just for this game. And then I don't think Jesus is going to play more than 60 minutes in this game. So Martinelli can either come on in that forward position or on that left wing position. And then Trossard could go into the middle. So I think Trossard's probably going to start ahead of Martinelli. But going on to the players to target from Arsenal, um, now that we're eliminated from Europe, we've got a lot less fixtures. And to be honest with you, it gets quite difficult in April as well. The fixtures do look quite tough there. Um, so I really wouldn't be looking to have any more than one Arsenal defender and then one Arsenal midfield or attacker probably a midfielder. Um, the defenders that I'd be looking at, obviously you've got Zinchenko, Gabriel, and then even Ben White. I would say Zinchenko and Gabriel, but Ben White is really scoring quite a few points as well. So it's a toss up really between them. I like Gabriel, to be honest, just because he's got that attacking threat, uh, which he showed with his goal against Fulham. And he did get on the end of one against Sporting as well, which was quite unlucky. Um, but there is nothing wrong with Zinchenko as a pick. He plays so far advanced and he's He's got good potential to get assists as well. So Zinchenko or Gabriel for me, but Ben White, he's probably more now, now that Tommy Asu is going to be out as well. So he's going to be getting a lot of minutes. One of either of those three, I don't think he can really go wrong. Um, but for that other position, it's going to be between Erdegaard and Saka now. Um, I probably wouldn't be having both now that we're out of Europe. Um, and I would be leaning towards Saka, to be honest with you. But if you've got the budget, I think Saka's a better pick. Um, we're not getting that many penalties, but he is on penalties. Um, did put that one away against Sporting in the shootout. Um, but Odegaard is a, is a really good pick as well. So he looked good when he come on. And if you don't quite have the budget for Erdogan, uh, for Saka, I would go Odegaard. But over the two, I think I'd probably go for Saka. Jesus played the first half against Sporting. Um, so there is a good chance he does start this game. Um, I still think it would be a little bit early to, for me to put him in my team. Um, but if you are feeling like a punt, Crystal Palace at home and then Leeds at home after the international break do look like two really good fixtures. Um, but like I said, in April, the fixtures do get quite difficult. So I won't be bringing him in my team yet, but it could be a little bit of a punt that could pay off. The Arsenal fixtures for the end of this month and April are Crystal Palace at home, Leeds at home, Liverpool away, West Ham away, Southampton at home, Man City away and then Chelsea at home. So Crystal Palace leads look really good on paper, um, but then I think they get really quite tough. Liverpool away, we never do good at Anfield. Uh, West Ham away, we do typically do quite well in that fixture, but West Ham have looked a little bit better recently. 
Southampton at home on paper looks good. But Man City and then Chelsea, they look like they could be two tough fixtures and two really important fixtures going into that title race. Right, then we have United versus Fulham, and this is a FA Cup match. Um, obviously, United had a comfortable win, really, in the Europa League in midweek. Um, so they did get to rest slash sub some players. Um, you had Rashford scored, but he came off. Uh, Bruno come off eventually. Um, and Casemiro obviously played this game because he's going to be suspended um, for the FA Cup game. And obviously a number of Premier League games as well after getting his second red card. Um, Rashford got a goal in that midweek game and he still looks like a really good pick. Luke Shaw was on the bench uh, for the whole game in midweek. So they've got Malassia in their starting lineup on who scored for the predicted lineup. But I do think that Luke Shaw probably would start this game. Um, they've gone to hiring goal, Malassia, Martinez, Varane, Dallo. Um, obviously, Juan Bissaka played in midweek, so they probably will rotate. Um, and then Fred McTomlane in that sort of defensive midfield to cover Casemiro being out. Um, I think it'll probably be Fred and Sabitzer rather than Fred and McTominay, personally. Um, and then Rashford on the left, Bruno at 10, Palistri on the right. I'm not sure where Sancho is. Um, maybe he'll come in. And then they've got Veghorst up front. I think Palistri could potentially be that. Um, could be Anthony um, if he has got over his uh, illness. I think he was ill for that midweek game. Um, but for players to target, it's pretty straightforward with Man United at the minute. Rashford obviously is the best one to target, 6.7 million. I imagine most have him now. 27 goals, seven assists, got another goal in midweek. Then Bruno Fernandes, 6.2 million, eight goals, 12 assists. Um, he's been brilliant so far this season. And I assume that he probably goes back into 10 um, or at number 10. There was that game uh, where Casemiro did get sent off. They sort of played Casemiro and then Bruno a little bit deeper. Um but with Casemiro out, I imagine they're going to probably play two defensive midfielders to try and cover Casemiro. Um, so I imagine Bruno Fernandes will be black, paying at 10. Um, and then he does have a good chance of scoring and assisting when he's higher up the pitch. Luke Shaw at left back, 4.4 million. Um, I do still think that he's the best option from the defence. So he's got one goal, six assists this season. And I do think he'll come back um, looking quite good after having a full rest in midweek. I then think that probably Martinez or David De Gea are the best options if you're looking to have more than one Man United. Um, I still think a lot of people probably do have more than one Man United at the minute. So Martinez at 4.5 and De Gea at 3.9, probably the best um, to pair up with Shaw if you're looking to have a few more. Um, you've got Delo and you've got Wan-Bissaka as well, but there is a lot of rotation going on there. So you have to be prepared that they could get on if they come on to get the clean sheet, but there is a chance that they don't come on at all. So, yeah, I'd be leaving Deleu and Wan-Bissaka till last, but sure, Martinez and De Gea are probably the best options for me. Um, so the United fixture run, again, they've got a ton of fixtures. Um, they've had a ton of fixtures for the last few months as well. Um, so they're down as having nine. Um, Fulham at home, Newcastle away, Brentford at home, Everton at home, They've got Sevilla in the Europa League, Forest away in between that, Sevilla away. Then they have Chelsea, Spurs and Aston Villa. So that's actually 10 fixtures there. I've put the arrow in the wrong place. So 10 fixtures in total and um, pretty much playing two games a week the whole way through from March to the end of April. Um, so it's going to be a tough run for them. But 
yeah, it's going to be a good team to target, really, with, with that sheer volume of fixtures and then quite a lot of good fixtures as well. Fulham, Newcastle, Brentford, Everton, even the severe games, Forest, they all look good fixtures for potentially clean sheets. I know with Casemiro out, there might be less chance of keeping them, but I still think they would look like a really good one to target. Um, and we might see the Man United block come back. Then I'm going to go on to Brentford versus Leicester. Uh, got quite a bit less to say about this one. So Brentford, Leicester, Ivan Tony. Um, a lot of people brought Ivan Tony in and he's done fairly well, to be fair. Um, they had quite a lot of fixtures in March and he's done all right. But the only problem is now um, he's one yellow card away from suspension. Uh, picked up a yellow in the last game. He's on nine. And if he reaches 10, he gets a two match ban. Um, so if you've obviously got Tony at the minute, I still think it's worth keeping him. But you've got either you've got to kind of have a plan to get off of him, and I definitely wouldn't be looking to bring him in. So, yeah, one one yellow card away from being suspended, I probably wouldn't bring him in, but still could be a good one to have if you've got him in your team already. Um, Brentford fixtures, they've got Leicester at home this weekend, obviously Brighton away, and then Man United away. So teams that do score quite a few goals. So I wouldn't go for any of their defenders. They did look good uh, maybe at the start of the month, but I would be getting rid of the defenders now if you had any. Um, and then from Leicester, I'm only going to say Madison at 5.6 million. He's got ratings in his last two games, um, to, although he hasn't got any attacking returns in those. His last attacking returns came four games ago where he got a goal and an assist against Spurs. Um, but I still think for that price, that's that's been the most off-putting part about Madison. Um, he's a really good pick and he's been good for the last few seasons, but 5.6 million is bloody expensive. Um, so I still think I'd rather go for a Bruno, a Bowen or even a City midfielder for that price. Then we have Brighton versus Grimsby um, in the FA Cup. Obviously, I'm only going to show Brighton, no Grimsby on Dream Team. Uh, they have three really good games, Brighton, going from March into April. So they have Grimsby at home, Brentford at home and then Bournemouth away. So they look really good on paper, those three fixtures. Good ones to target for the attacking players as well. Um does get a little bit harder into April. So Spurs away, Chelsea away, Man City at home, and then it gets a bit better with Forest away and Wolves at home. And um, so that middle, I'd probably be looking to get off of these players probably in April. But Grimsby, Brentford, Bournemouth do look good on paper. Um, and it's mostly surrounding around three players you'd be looking to target. Uh, Matoma, McAllister, March. And if you really wanted to go there, I still really like Estepinion um, in defence. Uh, but they don't really keep as many clean sheets as I'd like Brighton. Um, so we'll start with Matoma. He's 4.2 million. Great player. Eight goals, six assists, four-star man awards, and 114 points in total now. So he's got the most uh, points out of all these options. Um, and he is a really good pick. He gets star man quite regularly as well. Uh, McAllister, though, he's been really good. 3.4 million. Um, he's on penalties, which makes him really quite appealing. And they have got him on this who scored predicted lineup, playing a bit deeper in this Grimsby game. Um, actually, they're playing Veltman at number 10 here. So that must be a bit of a cock up, really. Still, Estepinion, Webster, Dunk, Gross, Casado, Alistair, Matoma, Veltman, Sarmiento and Ferguson. Um, I think there might be a little bit of a mess up there. But McAllister has been playing at number 10 fairly regularly and taking pens makes him a really good option. McAllister's stats, he's got nine goals, one assist and two star man awards and 90 points. So quite a little bit behind on the points, but he's done quite well re recently. Um, Sonny March, 3.8. I don't like him as much as Matoma and McAllister as options, but he is still right up there. He's got six goals, six assists, four star man awards 
and 102 points. Scored in the last game and was unlucky in the game before because he scored. It went down as a Harrison own goal and then they reversed it and made it a March goal. But you didn't get the points for it um, because it wasn't reversed or the decision didn't go down as a March goal until the following day. Uh, so disappointing if you had him. Um, and then Estepinion in defence, 3.6 million, no goals, seven assists, one star man award, 64 points. Brighton have only kept eight clean sheets. So it doesn't look great on paper, but seven assists is still pretty impressive uh, for a defender. Now onto my team updates then. So this is my vlog team and it's got 109 points this week, uh, 1,867 points in total. Uh, the overall rank was at 904 for my last video. It's now 979. And that's a little bit disappointing because I did get all the way down to about 660, somewhere around that mark. Um, but I've crept back up now. And my aim is to get inside the top 1K. But as I got down to that, you start to you start to dream big. So I wanted to get a bit, a bit lower than that, maybe even into the top 500. Um, so a bit disappointing. So I've got to try and get back on top of that. Uh, two transfers remaining in this team. But we have got the international break coming up. So I did kind of want to save um, at least one in case there's any injuries. But back to front, I've got De Gea in goal, who got me 16 points. Trent Alexander-Arnold got me three. Luke Shaw got me seven. Obviously a bit disappointing that he didn't play midweek. Gabriel was really good. He got the uh, he got the header and scored a goal in that Fulham game. But obviously it didn't go to plan against Sporting. Bruno Fernandes got me six. De Bruyne got me seven. Foden got me three and Saka got me three. Rashford got eight points. Salah got minus three, which was really frustrating. And then Holland, just ridiculous. Um, 43 points, which is just mad. Um, obviously, if you listen regularly, you're probably, probably sick of hearing it, but I had massive balls up with Salah and Kane, to be honest, this month. Um, started the month with Salah but then took him out ahead of the Man United game, um, thinking that Spurs had an extra fixture. So I'd go for Harry Kane. Harry Kane went on to blank and Salah went on to absolutely smash Man United. So I missed out on the Salah points. I then decided I'd bring Salah back in and they had Bournemouth, which looked like a really good game. And Salah blanked and then Kane went on to get his 18 points in the last uh, game week. So I've missed out on two massive hauls now. And I thought I was done doing the, the Kane Salah hokey cokey. Um, but now we have Salah going on to blank this game week. And we have Harry Kane playing against a leaky Southampton. So I don't know what to do. I thought I was done with it. I thought I was going to just stick with Salah. But now he blanks. It's really given me, it's terrifying me, to be honest. Um, so what I'm thinking. I'll skip to this next slide that shows you um, obviously how the team lines up for the next fixtures. And it's going to be between Harry Kane and Salah again. And I, I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> I, I said I wasn't going to do it, but I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to take Salah out for Kane again. Um, and this is why, really, just because looking at the fixtures, um, Kane, he faces Southampton while Liverpool face nobody. And then... Kane will then face Everton away while Man United, uh, while Liverpool will face Manchester City away. And then Liverpool go on to face Chelsea as well. And then Arsenal. So the fixtures do look quite tough for, for Liverpool. I do think there is a chance that it could backfire. Obviously, it's not going to backfire this weekend because 
Kane's got a game and Sal hasn't. But I just have this feeling that Liverpool might play better against these teams that go and attack them. And they sort of raise their levels uh, against these teams that come out and attack them. Whereas when the teams sit back and make it difficult for them, it doesn't seem like they're really performing in those sort of games. But I think it makes sense to bring Kane in for Salah for this one. It will leave me just the one transfer remaining, though. Um, so I'm likely not going to reverse it after that. I'm happy to leave Trent. Trent hasn't got a fixture. But I think I'm happy to leave that one because there's no guarantee that um, he'll go on. There was no guarantee that a playing defender scores points anyway. So I think I'm happy to keep Trent and just accept that he'll blank. Um, I've got Shaw and Gabriel who face Fulham at home, Crystal Palace at home. And then De Gea's got... Uh, Fulham at home as well. So pretty good fixtures for the rest of my defence. So I think I'm happy to keep with Trent, but I think it's going to have to be Kane back in for Salah. Uh, please don't let it backfire. So the rest of my team, obviously, Bruno's got Fulham. The Man City players, I've got De Bruyne, Foden and Haaland all face Burnley. But it's not, not a given that they do start. De Bruyne probably won't start. Haaland could be rested. I do have a feeling that Foden might get that game. And then Saka's got Crystal Palace, which looks like a fairly good fixture. And Rashford faces Fulham, which he will start that game as well. So it looks pretty good on paper. The, the decision is going to be Kane versus Salah. I'll sleep on it now. I could have made it before the price changes, but I just need more time to think it over. So I think I'm going to do it. Then on to my second team then, which had a massive week and it's been doing really well recently. Um, I went for the City block just at the right time, really. Um, so this got 140 points this game week. Um, so obviously two clean sheets for all of the City uh, defence and goalkeeper. So 10 points for Edison, 15 points for Akanji, 12 points for Diaz and 15 points for Ake. In midfield, I've got De Bruyne, Saka, Bruno and Foden. So exactly the same as my other team. They did fairly well again. Haaland, 43, mental. Um, and then Harry Kane, I did keep Harry Kane in this team as a bit of an insurance policy. 18 points, happy with that. And Rashford with eight. Um, so this team went from 3.1k down to 2.3k. It has two transfers remaining in this one, but I don't see any immediate problems really um, and or any points that I'm going to chase. I think I'm just going to leave this team as it is for this game week and save the two transfers for the international break. Um, if there's any injuries, I can react to that. Or if there's not, I can plan for April. That is everything for this episode, so thank you very much for watching. If you've enjoyed it, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel for more Sun Dream Team content if you're not already. And if you're listening on Spotify or any of the podcast platforms, please do follow us on there as well. Thank you very much for watching. Good luck in Game Week 27, and we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.